say a very interesting thing. The Pasig in Shira Shiram says, Ani Ledoidi Ledoidi Li, which translate, I am to my love, and the love is to me. Ani Ledoidi, I am to my beloved. Ledoidi and beloved is to me. That is, if you take the letters, of that, it makes Elul. And you'd count, you take the letters of the end of each word, it's four Yuds. Because it's 40 days from the beginning of Elul all the way till Yom Kippur. Special, special 40 days. Now, it's very interesting. If I translate it again, it means Anila Doidi. I am to my love, and the love is to me. That sounds very loving, sweet, kind. I find Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, not such a loving mood. Everyone is sort of uh, stressed, nervous. It's the Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. You know, like uh, it is a nerve-wracking time. So here, the Torah sort of says. A very, very interesting thing. I am to my love, beloved to me. I will explain this as we go on. I'll first read the English and I'll explain it, what he says, what Nachman says. The first thing he begins to explain, I want to explain it before we read it inside, a very, very deep human concept. Everyone needs respect. We all need we need our spouse to respect us. We need our children to respect us. We need our family to respect us. We need to feel respected. A person, you know, you know humble people also feel respected. A person cannot walk around not having deep self-respect. The self-respect of a person is extremely important. You know, like uh, that keeps us going, as we would say. <clears throat> So, the, the trick of all this is what Nachman is going to explain how to look at respect. But one of the most important things in life that holds back people from doing tshuva is their ego. You know, humble people have a much easier time to say, I'm sorry. You know, none of us are perfect. You know, even in relationships, husband and wife and your friends, a humble person could say, you know, I'm so sorry, I forgot to call you. I was carried away. Sorry, I forgot to take care of it. Didn't mean, you know, could just say, I'm, I'm sorry. The, if the COVID the honors in the right way, tshuva goes much, much easier. I, I want to read for us inside, and we'll see the profoundness what Nachman says over here. He says, every person must minimize his own honor and endeavor to increase the honor given to Hashem. So a person must focus in the honoring of Hashem. You know, you take this, I, I like to always explain this in a simple relationship and a husband and a wife. You know, a good relationship is when you, not only, when you don't think about yourself all the time. If you're always thinking about yourself, you're in trouble. Your shalom bias is in trouble. 
The trick is, is to think about your spouse, to understand your spouse, where they're coming. Well, you're not always, it's not me. See, really, a person always thinks about themselves. You get up in the morning, the first and the foremost thing is yourself. You think about yourself, you gotta use the facility, you gotta shower, you gotta get dressed, and you know, we are focused, the me and the I, and the I and me and me and I. That's how, we, that's how humans are, that's how Shem made us. Trick is to be not just me, there's a wife and there's children and there's friends. The more a person could let go of that and see the other person, the, the relationship is much better. And if he deeply respects the other person, then it's a great relationship if both respect each other. The same is with us and Hashem. We are always focused on ourselves. You always, uh, you know, we always think about yourself. You always think about yourself. That's normal. You know, a person is selfless is also not healthy. You always are focused. I got to make a living. I got to do the right thing. I, you know, you, that's how we humans are. When you, the trick is always is to move away from yourself and to think about the honor of Hashem. It's not just the God created us. Don't worry, you're going to drink, you're going to eat, life is going to go on. But in your mind, think about the honor of Hashem. In order, you know, often, what Nachman is saying over here, in order to honor Hashem, you have to sort of minimize your own honor. You feel uncomfortable, you don't want to wear a kippah, or you feel uncomfortable praying, whatever. Forget about it. Just... I have, uh, I have said often, I have a house full of daughters, Kanai Nahara. And I remember one of my daughters, she was only 12 years old. This goes back a while ago. This goes back a long time. It's almost 20 years ago. And, uh, and she went to buy LA Times. And the guy, a Jewish guy, opens the machine for a quarter. He tells her, take one. And she looks up, she was, she was short at that age. And she looks up the guy and he says, isn't that stealing? Uh, you know, I, I didn't know about it. Because a week later, I meet the guy. He says, your daughter is gutsy. What is? And she says, she said, you know, isn't that stealing? My, then when I asked my daughter, my daughter said, I didn't want to say it. Maybe it was inappropriate. Maybe I shouldn't have done it. Maybe thinks I'm a fool. Or maybe thinks I'm a... I said, you know how much she respected you for that? He was like awed of this young girl spoke up against him. You know, often when you do the right thing, at the moment when we caught in the thing, we think, how can I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to, you know, it's beyond. But sometimes you speak up the right thing, and just it turns out just the opposite. You get more respect, a lot more respect. We are, unfortunately, very busy with our COVID worries. Last week I spoke about anger. I always tell couples that 90% of the time when you get angry at your spouse because you feel disrespected. If you were next time or if you have time to think about it for yourself, think about the last argument you got into with your spouse. You'll see that wasn't the issue. Should we buy this? Should we not buy this? Should we go there? Should we not go there? It's the fact you felt ignored, your opinion didn't count. If your spouse would have said, you know, you're so, so right, and I wish I could do it, but I, I need it, you wouldn't have been so angry. You know, you wouldn't, uh, your anger comes really 
being disrespected. The, the, almost 99% of the time, you look at your Sholem bias, you'll see your anger comes from being disrespected, negated, ignored, you're feeling not taken in, in consideration. Humans need to be respected. When a person could push away his respect and said, but let me push it, let me think about Hashem now, not about myself all the time. It's very interesting, respect will come to you much quicker. But the truth is, in order to do Shuvah Rav Nachman says, you must forget about yourself for the moment. Not, it's not everything about yourself. Young, anyone who raises a family knows the trick to raise teenagers is to unselfish them, as I call them, and un be preoccupied with themselves. You know, you know they always worry about themselves, and you know it's always a try to help them realize life is. There's others, other people around you. The more a person removes himself from there, the much, much more, the more he could respect Hashem. And Rav Nachman will soon say later, could do tshuva. Tshuva means that you simply say, I am sorry what I did. You know, it has to do with, from where it comes from. You know, you know, you could say to some, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the other person knows that, you know, that's just a... Uh, protocol, you know, just uh, lip service. But when a person feels you're I'm sorry, that's the true I'm sorry. That's what it, in tshuva it, it needs to be done. Tshuva has to be done where you deeply could say I'm sorry. So Nachman says in order to do that, you must focus not so much about yourself. It's very difficult. But the, when you accomplish that, you have a much better relationship with your children, with your wife, and the most important, with God. Because we are so preoccupied with ourselves. I always tell people, comes Rosh Hashanah, everyone has a Ralph's list. You know, everyone has a list where he's going to ask Hashem. I'm going to ask Hashem for this, and ask Hashem for this, and we have a list. And you know what Hashem says? What about me? Did you say I'm sorry? You know, it's like a, a spoiled child calling home, and uh, you know, anyone has children, teenagers do that. I, you know, a teenager recently called me up, and she has a bunch of things I should take. Uh, I say to her, "Hello, how are you? I'm happy you called." And you know, put things in perspective. Hashem says to us, says the Zoe the same thing. You, we call up Hashem, and we have a whole list, and then Hashem says to us. Very nice. What about me? Sort of to say, it's like, uh, what, you know, are you sorry what you did? Are you coming home? Are you doing tshuva? Are you going to get closer to me? See, but when a person does it, it's very interesting. If you are closer to Hashem, let's talk about humans. When you're closer to your spouse, closer to your children, you're much more giving to each other. Or when you come home, I, Dad, I need this. I need you to take care of this. Oh, wait a minute. Hello? Hashem says the same thing. When we, we talk to Hashem, we get into tshuva, the first thing is we have to ask Hashem forgiveness. And the more you're able to see Hashem sort of in, as, as the, the creator of the universe who created us, the more you move away from your honor, the easier it is to do tshuva. You know, you'll notice that people who say, I'm sorry, who truly say I'm sorry are truly humble people. 
people are not so humble, have a very hard time meaning, and everyone could say I'm sorry, but the deep saying I'm sorry, they have a very hard time. So Ram Nachman is saying, <clears throat> it's a very interesting thing he says over here, that in truth, he says, the more a person minimizes his honor, he says, he should not pursue honor, but rather flee from honor, and this way his merits God's honor. You know, we're going to get to it later, hopefully, today or next week. He has a very deep Kabbalistic explanation about this. Now, but when a person thinks about others in his giving, they feel so much better about themselves. There's a self, you know, when a person is giving, you know, a person, you know, takes care of their children, you know, whatever you are giving, you feel much, much, much better about yourself. There's a certain COVID honor you have. Because the, more, the less selfish you are, the less self-centered you are, the more you in tune with others and the more you are able to get in tune with God. Now, he says it, see, this is an abridged version. I'm going to try to explain how he explains in the Kabbalah a little bit what he says. You know, the word covered in Hebrew has a chof. The letter chof. The letter chof represents the crown. The crown is also called chof. Now, in, in mysticism, let me simply say, the crown represents the desire and the curiosity and the willing to do. Which means, you know, I always give this explanation. You can have a genius. You know, someone recently told me in my shul, there's a guy who plays poker, a genius. Says I, and he's great at poker, you know, he, you know. I said, what a waste, I tell him. No, Rabbi, he always wins, but what a waste. He could have used his mind as a non-Jewish. He could have become a great doctor, a great uh, physicist, wasting on poker, you know, winning poker. You know, here, this, he has no, probably this person has no curiosity what it is. So he's a poker player, and he could be even a, a silly player, any other silly things. The, you know, Lahavdil, Einstein was a physicist because he was curious. If he wouldn't have been curious, he would never would have been a physicist. In order you, to take advantage of your mind, you must have a great curiosity in yourself. I am curious to know what this is all about. I'm curious to know my religion. I'm curious to know what, you know, what the Torah says, what I've learned. The curiosity is the foundation of knowledge. See, I joke about it. I don't know how football, American football works. I don't know how American football game works. It's not so complicated because every street boy knows how to play it. If you're not interested, it goes into one ear, goes out the other ear. But if you're really into it, the people could tell you every play and every game and how that play went. And if you're interested and this is what you are, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. If you're not interested, it just... The, the curiosity that we have, that's sort of, the Zoyer explains, that's the crown that we have. Before it gets to you wisdom, that is when a person, his curiosity is, the keser is the crown. That's where he gets his respect. This poker player is a brilliant poker player, and his respect is being a poker player. You know what I mean? But, but it's... Coming back, he says, so Ram Nachman explains, that's when a person does tshuva, 
he sort of gets connected to his crown, to his covet, to his self-honor. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you walk around, I want honor. You know, I'm sure you sometimes you surprise your friend, surprise the spouse, you surprise the child, the good thing. You feel so good about it. No one has to know about it. You feel good. I feel self-respect what I've done. You know, sometimes you put a half days of work, you know, you're not interested to tell anyone. You feel just good, you got the deal done, things are moving in your business, you accomplished this, you're not interested in going to tell. It's a self, self-respect. What Nachman is saying over here, when a person pushes away his honor and really does tshuva, does really the uh, um, tshuva, he regrets what he does, and he deeply says, I'm sorry, then the more self-covered they have respect, and the more desire for Kedusha would be growing in themselves. Let me explain this, and he explains it in, this is just a brief version in the, in the length, he has a very deep Kabbalah explanation. Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeini, when you come to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim, and they can ask, what's my name? I tell you which name you should use. You should use, he said the name Akia. That's one of the names of Hashem. The Zoya says that name of Hashem means that Hashem says, I am now and I will be. Ekya means I am prepared to be. Then I explains, I'll get it later, but the, the Shem, that name of Hashem makes a person to be feel good now and he should be feeling good. He's prepared to be. No, I to explain this. In a, in a more explanation, I was sitting at a wedding. And I forget the story. And, I, and a guy sat down next to me between the rabbis. He looked like a rabbi, I wasn't sure. And I saw he was extremely uncomfortable. So I tried to make him comfortable, you know, trying to be nice. And I asked him, are you from the groom's side? Are you from the bride? And he doesn't answer me. doesn't say nothing. He doesn't, he avoids me. Okay, I had no idea. Trying to make him come. Finally, he tells me, I am not from the groom, I'm not from the bride. I was hungry and I came and ate. That's what I understood, he felt so out of place. He felt, he wasn't the rabbi really, he just had this uh, look, but he, he just uh, some guy from Israel. He felt this is not his place and it was noticeable the way he was talking. Deep down, when a person doesn't do tshuva, Nachman says, the soul feels I don't belong here. Doesn't feel comfortable over here. Something tells him, I don't belong here. Because, because Hashem says to you, what are you doing here? You haven't, you, know, you haven't repented what you do. When you do tshuva, then you have a feeling, yes, I belong here. This is me, and I'm here, and I belong here. This is my life. I tell people, I, you know, I have to say an interesting story. I grew up speaking only Yiddish and Hungarian. I came to LA, <clears throat> that's when I learned how to speak English, believe it or not. It goes back many years. And I remember walking on the street Shabbos, and we say good Shabbos to someone, and the one guy tells him, how are you doing? He says to him, I'm hanging in. The first time I heard that expression. And I remember trying to repeat it. What does it mean I'm hanging in? Like, you know, and I remember th- asking the guy, what, what does that mean, hanging in? He says, you know, it's like a guy just holding other ropes hanging in. I remember walking home, I never want to live a life hanging in. I want to be there. I don't want to hang in. 
Since then, I noticed many people think that way. Life, their life, I'm just hanging in. No, you should not hang in. You should live life. Where Nachman says, there's this concept when a person doesn't do tshuva, he doesn't feel a sense of belonging. He feels like, I'm not, I am not worth it. There are people who suffer emotionally because the way they were raised. And I'm just talking in a very spiritual way, Rabbi Nachman is saying. Tshuva helps when you tell Hashem, I really regret what I did. I regret, I'm sorry, I messed up, I will not do it again. It's a new year, let me start. You feel, the more you do tshuva, the more you feel, yes, I'm not hang I never want to think I'm hanging in there. I, I never use the word. I am. I'm Baruch Hashem. Uh, today is a Sunday. You know, it's, it's a great day going to be. It the day today is going to be a great day, it all depends on you. It doesn't depend on anyone. Even though you think the people around you, it depends. If you want to celebrate today, it's going to be a great day. It means when a person does tshuva, Irun Achman explains, the COVID, the self-respect, feels there. It's like the, the, he feels feels worthy of saying. That's why the Shem Ekyet, that's the name of Hashem, represents I am here and I will be. The Shem Ekyet represents that, that, uh, that I, the Hashem is our now and in the present and the future. Now, uh, let me explain a very, very deep, uh, interesting Kabbalah concept and I'll try to explain this. In, in Kabbalah there's such a concept, when you write the name of Hashem, this name of Hashem is spelled Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey. It's one of the names of Hashem. And if you start with an Aleph, and you start again, Aleph, Hey, start again, Aleph, Hey, Yud, and Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey. That means you always go back to the first letter. That's called the, the back side of the name of Hashem. That's a, a Kabbalistic concept. That means when I write the letter, Aleph, then I write again, Aleph, Hey, when I wrote the right, third letter, I start from the beginning, Aleph, Hey, you, then I start all, all over again. That's called Acharaim, the backside of the lame of Hashem. It is the numerals of blood, Dam. It's exactly the number 44. Exactly. Which represents, as Rachman says, often people have a hard time repenting. Just saying, I'm sorry. Just, you know, changing. You know, sometimes we know we're wrong what we're doing. Sometimes we're not aware what's right and wrong. Sometimes we're quite clear, clear. I shouldn't be doing this. And we know. We just don't take the effort to change it. It could be a silly sometimes, silly habit. It doesn't have to be a habit that annoys yourself, it annoys your spouse, it annoys people around you. It's a silliness. But sometimes we don't take the effort to do tshuva. And sometimes we just let it slide. Rabbi Nachman says that comes because the Yitzhahara, the, our, every person has a Yitzhahara and a Yitzhatayf. I always say one of the great things about being, I see, I have to say, I grew up from, from birth, but as I got exposed in California, speaking to people, one of the great things of the Torah is that we admit we have bad inclinations. We don't walk around thinking, I don't have a Yitzhahara. We have. The more you admit to yourself, 
Yes, men have their things to fight with, women have their Yetzirah to fight with, but we do have a Yetzirah. You know, to, there's an evil inclination. Sometimes he's so powerful that you know deep down, I shouldn't do it. But you're just not changing. You know, sometimes it's so clear for you, this is terrible, it's ruining even my marriage. But he doesn't change it. He doesn't take grand. That comes, the Yetzirah horror is very strong. It, and, the, the, and the Chazal call it, the, the rabbis call the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, sort of in the left chamber of the heart. It's in the heart, and it's very strong, taking power. Now, in order to quell it, sort of to say, Nachman says, when someone insults you, don't say anything. You know, when someone insults you, you are the verge of just to, you know, but if you are able to control yourself and be quiet, he says, that will help a person to overcome the Yetzirah. I'm not talking when a guy says rumors about you, or, yeah, you stole something, you know, sometimes your spouse says something, you get insulted, or someone says nothing to, you know, nothing to, not saying someone's asked me, he was accused of stealing money. I said, oh, you gotta speak up. You know, you gotta set the record straight. You know, there's nothing, you know, there are people who have become passive. No, I'm not talking about. Sometimes, like the best of marriages, your spouse could say something to you and you get insulted. It's just, if you don't react, just be quiet and accept it. Ramnachma says that's a zgula to break that evil inclination, the strength that doesn't allow you to change because it humbles you. Humble people have a much easier time to change. You know, when a person is humble, he could change much, much quicker, much easier. So what Nachman is saying over here is that, that from dam, dam is blood, take the word dam and change it into doim. In Hebrew, doim means to be quiet. You know that, doim, lashem, in Hebrew the word dam, dalad mem is blood, but if a different vowels becomes don't be quiet. By being quiet, sort of it will quell, calm your Yitzhahara, and it'll be much easier to do tshuva. See, you know, let me, let, me, let me explain this in, a, in, a, in another way of how to explain this. After the first 40 days, Moshe Rabbeinu went into Har Sinai and he brought down the Ten Commandments. The, the, the two tablets, and he came down and he found Klaliesel made the gold calf and he broke it. He went up the second 40 days pleading to Hashem that he should forgive us. I always say this, Moshebeni Daven, 40 days and 40 nights. We, after 20 minutes of davening, we get bored, irritated, agitated, and why is the chazan taking so long? 40 days, imagine, Moshebeni was davening. That's the third 40 days, he went up and he got a, the second 10 commandments. There's a famous question asked, what was that Ten Commandments all about? And I want to tell you a very, very, very profound thing. That 
the first ten commandments was given the world without a sin. After we sinned, now we have the second ten commandments. The Torah was given in a way how we could rectify all our sins. The second ten commandment is a way, even though we mess up, they, the Rabbani Shalom is going to make sure there's going to be a token. Every one of us is going to be fixed. If we want, we'll accomplish what we need to accomplish, and there will be a token for all of us. That, but it's very embarrassing what we did. You know, the Medrash explains, you know, you know, newlyweds. The first, I always tease newlyweds. I ask them, did you have the first argument? And I always love to hear says, we're never going to argue. I says, when, after the first argument, do me a favor, call me. You know what I mean? That this, if you're never going to argue, you're in trouble. The question is how you argue, not when you're going to argue. You know, but you're under the chuppah, you don't get into arguments. You hope so, at least. Now, under the chuppah, everyone's nice. The Gemara says, when we did the eagle, it's like we got into a big fight with Hashem right under the chuppah. And we're just getting the tighter. It's a very embarrassing what we did, you know, it's a very, because when a person sins, it's being, the COVID that you have, the honor that you have is lost. You know, you, 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 know, you sin, and you know, how did you do this? There's a certain COVID. When you do tshuva, you sort of get back this honor to yourself. The second luchos was the 40 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul till the end of Yom Kippur. In Rashi brings down a lot of The first 40 days from was Shavuos to Shavuos of Batamas, and then to the Shredish Elul, and from the Shredish Elul to Yom Kippur. It was the last 40 days. That's when it says, Ani le doidi, le doidi li. Let me explain this, what it means. You know, when there is great love between two people and great respect, it's much easier to forgive each other's mistakes. You know, when, when you're newlywed, you're crazy over each other, it's much easier to forgive your spouse if she forgot something. Ah, it's nothing. I, I, I say over a true story. I want to tell you a very fascinating story. A guy, this is a guy tells me the story himself. He says he was working in a bank as a, as a bank officer, and he got married, and after Sheva Brachas, right after seven days of the celebration of Sheva Brachas, the eighth day, he gets up, he's going to work. And he goes to his car, there's a flat tire. He looks at his car and he says, this is Bashir, Hashem wants me to take off another day of work to celebrate with my wife. And he stayed home. And how long is it fi uh, to fix a flat? You know, it takes 20 minutes, half hour. He stayed home. Five years later, he has two children. He comes out of the house Monday morning and he sees he's got a flat tire. He comes in screaming at his wife. Why is there what have a flat tire? She says, I don't drive the car. I drive the van. What do you want from me? Set himself and, uh, you know, took a taxi, went to work, and his wife couldn't go. She wasn't feeling well. He says, for a week he walked around embarrassing, with embarrassment. He says, when I shave a brocha, it's the day after shave a brocha. I said, it's my shit. Maybe, maybe Hashem wants you to stay home with your wife today. What happened? Why did you get so angry? Maybe Hashem, we didn't think about it. Maybe I got a flat tire. Hashem wants me to stay home and treat her nicely today. That, it didn't enter your mind. All you enter your mind, you are 
frustrated, you got angry, have a flat. See, when you're on a loving mood, everything is bashed. When you're not in a good mood, it's her fault, his fault, the street's fault, the light. You know, you're angry, you're standing at a red light. This red light is annoying me. He's ganging up on me. Even he doesn't change today. When a, when a person is in a true loving mood, it's much easier to forgive. You know, when, when we say, Anila doidi vidoideli, I am to my love and the love is to me, when there's true love between us and Hashem, the forgiveness goes much, much quicker. When there's no love, everything you do becomes a big issue. You know, if you're married and the marriage is good and you could have forgotten to take out the garbage, your wife is annoyed with you or forgot to do what you should be doing, it doesn't become a big issue. When things are not, you don't feel respected by each other, there's no love flowing, then everything becomes an issue. Between us and Hashem is the same. The more we attach ourselves to Hashem, anil doidi, then uh, there's great, Hashem could forgive us, and He does forgive us. The forgiveness uh, flows much easier. Then there's another very, very powerful thing what Rabbi Nachman says. You know, I, I often said this, I think I said it was over here too. You know, when, you, when a person is in intensive care, there's the monitor over there, and the lines go up and down. The doctor knows, or the nurse knows you're alive because the lines go up and down. If the lines are flat, you're dead. As long as you have ups and downs in life, you're alive. That means sometimes you feel great, and sometimes no one is always happy the same. No one is even always sad the same. And no one is, you know, always full of passion to Hashem. You know, you know, we are, we have ups and downs. Just, uh, I, I say over, there's a very famous story with the Chadishirim, one of the early rabbis in the, in the, of, of Hasidim. A guy, a man came to him and said to the Chadishirim, I have five daughters to marry. Those days, marrying of a daughter was no, uh, not an easy thing. And he says to him, and I, my wife is sick and my my panosa, my income is down the tubes. It's just terrible. So he asked the Rebbe, maybe this is a nightmare. Let me explain. The Zoya says, when a person dies, part of his punishment is that he thinks he's not dead. And he thinks that he's getting out of the grave and he's going back to life. But everything's just a nightmare. If he was a salesman, he's driving on the freeway, and he gets a flat tire, and everyone laughs at him with the flat tire. Someone comes to fix the flat tire, he makes sure he has another flat tire. You know, it's like a real nightmare. He goes into business, everyone is cheating him. Tell, if he doesn't, if he doesn't realize he's dead, it's a nightmare. Rebbe, maybe it's not real. Maybe this is not real. Maybe I'm a nightmare. And my life is a nightmare. So the Rebbe said to him, do you sometimes have ups and sometimes have downs? Yeah. Sometimes I want to daven. Sometimes I want to be good. Sometimes I, you know, I unfortunately not so good. Down. He says, in that world, it's flat. There's no ups and downs. This world, we all have ups and downs. Sometimes you feel great. Sometimes you feel in love. Sometimes you feel, you know, full of life. And sometimes you wake up, you don't want to get out of bed. You would like to stay under the covers for three days and say, I don't want to face the music today. And sometimes you feel so close to Hashem, sometimes not. Sometimes you, you get along with people well, sometimes you're annoyed with your own self. 
I, I tell young people, well, a guy tells me he's annoyed with his spouse. He says, don't you ever get annoyed with yourself? If you get annoyed with yourself, don't you think you could get annoyed with your spouse? And we get annoyed with ourselves too. Sometimes we like ourselves, we get up, feel great. Sometimes we feel lousy. So that's the normal thing in life. The, the trick of life is, is to know that when you, to know your own ups and downs. Now, Rav Nachman says a very, very profound thing, he says. The Pasik says, Ani ledoidi, I am to my love. You know, when a person is in love, you say, there must be an I who's loving you. You know, that's what it is. You can't say love you. I have a, one of my daughters, when she's young, she used to say love you. You used to always correct that I love you. You have to put the I into it. Because love is, I am loving you. It's got to be the I. Ani ledoidi, I am to my love. When you feel very unlovable, but you have to tell yourself, but Hashem loves me still. You know, when a child, you know, falls and hurts herself, so what does the mother do? The mother kisses and shows love. You know, the, you know, you know, if you're very young, the bubble went away with the kiss. I mean, you know, if it's not so young, the child feels good. Why does the child feel so good? When you shower the child with love, it makes them feel you're not alone takes the eases the pain out of a person. But sometimes we feel when you're very down, tell yourself Hashem loves me. I am to my love and the love is to me. This is so important. You know, being, have a self-awareness where your mind is, is such an important thing. Because a person thinks that Hashem loves him, no matter, no matter how difficult things are, it becomes easier. You know, when a person has, I, I say over the story, probably said it over here once already, and after 9-11, I used to ask people, where were you in 9-11? So I had a couple over, and I asked them, where were you 9-11? So it tells me, Rabbi, we got married 9-9. 9-11 was Tuesday, and they got married Sunday. And where were you? I'll tell you what happened. We were in a hotel in New Jersey place in a Marriott. She says, I opened the TV in the morning, I saw something at World Trade Center, I closed it, I wasn't interested. Three o'clock, they come down, they want to eat something, they're traveling, and they see everyone is so somber, everyone looks frightened, what's going on? And he asked them, why is everyone watching the TV? You know what happened? No, what happened? The Twin Towers fell, you know, they're trying to tell them. She says, I didn't know about it at three o'clock. And I said, isn't that incredible? When a person feels in love, newlyweds, when she opened the TV, if she wouldn't have been newlywed, oh, what's with the Twin Towers? But she was newlywed, married two days. She was so into the, she didn't have any patience and see, you know, didn't even register by her. When a person feels great about themselves, is in love, it t pushes away, you are able to tolerate pain, the world looks different, you feel different. When a person should tell themselves, when you're down, and we all get down, we all sometimes wake up for reasons, physically sometimes, emotionally, you know, situationally, we feel down, we feel unworthy, we don't feel good. Tell yourself, but doidili Hashem is in love with you. The fact that we are, we have life. I tell myself, every morning I get up, my heart is beating. Hashem wants me. You know, it's good to be wanted. You know, Hashem wants you. 
and he, he cares about you. That's the doidili. That's when sani le doidi, I into my love. That's when you feel great. That's the ups in life. The downs in life, you have to tell yourself, doidili, Hashem loves me. That means that's the ups and the downs in life. I am to Hashem, Hashem is to me. You know, there's another Pasik in Tillam. David the Melech says an incredible, incredible Pasik in Tillam. It's even worth looking it up. It's in chapter 136, 139, Kuflam in, in Psalms. He says like this, Unu eilach mirichechu. How can I go away from your spirit? Unu how can I run away from you? But what is he saying? There's a part of us who just wants to run away. Sometimes you wake up and you just want to run away from all your responsibilities. Even the healthiest emotional people have that too. You know, you get overwhelmed. You just don't want to run away. You, want your, you need your own bubble, people say in America. But there's this cap feeling. So what does Dovah the Melech says? There's no place to run. If I climb heavens, Shamato, I find you there. But see all, if I prepare a bed in hell, there you are. I mean, there's a part of a person who wants to just run away. And Dovah the Malach is expressing this intense feeling. There's a part of a person, and there's no place to run. Because even if I feel great about myself, Hashem is there. And no matter how down I feel about myself, Hashem is there. That's the ups and the downs about life. You have to tell yourself, Hashem is with you all the time. I've said this often, that when a person goes through pain in life, the biggest pain sometimes is not feeling abandoned and no one, they're alone in it. And, and Hashem told Yaakov, I am with you. God is with us. So sometimes you feel down, it doesn't mean that, you, you, know, so, you know, you see it more, more with teenagers when they get into the moods. I, Baruch Hashem, have a house full of children. Most are married already by now. But remember, as the, teen, the girls were teenagers, they always used to have this feeling, you know, no one likes me, you know, no one cares about me, and they have these moods. And try to tell them that's your perception with your glasses on, wrong glasses on. The truth is that you're in a bad mood, so you think everyone around you is like, but I love you. Abba, you're different. But, you know, teenagers are that way. Teenagers have this in themselves. But the truth, we adults also have it. When you don't feel good about yourself, you feel like no one cares about you. You know, when, when you, but you have to tell yourself, but Hashem truly loves me. That gives you the strength not to fall apart. The trick is to say, when things were good, I am to my love. And when things don't go so well, Hashem is really in love with me. That's why Elul, Ram Nachman says, the power of Elul to teach a person how to have his ups and downs. Because, you know, the life, we all have ups and downs. Not only the Jewish nation has ups and downs. Every person, his life has ups and downs. Sometimes you're wealthy, sometimes it's not. Sometimes your marriage is great, sometimes it's not. But every day we have ups and downs. I always tell, no one is always uplifted all the time the same. It never works that way. We have our ups. We have that. The trick is to know your vulnerability, to know yourself. Where, where is your weaknesses and what? And the, the more you tell yourself that Hashem loves you, you are loved by Hashem. 
I say over, I have someone who is not here in the class, but uh, he does advertisements. So I told him, I remember as a young teenager, a very powerful advertisement. As a young teenager, there was, I must have been 14 or 15, there was a, 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 a getting people to join the draft, the army, and it was a big Uncle Sam says, I want you. If you remember that advertisement, it was such a profound, and I remember as a young child thinking, why is this so attractive? And I, I realized there is no Uncle Sam, and I realized, you know, this is a ploy. I mean, it took me a while to figure it out as a young, a young person, but I remember it is such a powerful, and I want you. I always tell myself, if I am living, my heart is beating, Hashem is saying, I want you. You are wanted. The fact that you're alive, no matter how difficult and how rejected you feel and how dejected, and no matter, it doesn't make a difference you're feeling. The fact that your heart is beating in you, you are wanted by Hashem. And it's very, most people don't think about it this way. Most people get in the down and they spiral a little bit and they slip and they don't do the right things. It's important to remember there's Anila Doidi, I'm to my love, Doidi Li. This is why Elul is a loving time. Because you, Hashem says, I'm going to come down to you. You know, isn't it amazing? I always tell people, one of the hard things to do tshuva is, imagine you want to call someone out and ask for forgiveness. You're nervous, maybe the person's going to hang up the phone on you. Just that. Or maybe the person is going to let you have it. Imagine you call up someone and the guy says, I've been waiting for you to hug you all these years. Hashem says to us, I'm waiting. Just come home. Here I am. Elul, the Shoshonim Kippur, is Hashem makes himself available. He says, you do yours. You do tshuva, I'll do your mind to you. It's, it's a time to do, to do tshuva. And the trick of doing tshuva is again, what Nachman explains in this entire study is to be aware. We have ups and downs and how to weather it. This goes through in every aspect of life. Even in relationship with Shalom Bayes and about yourself and about your, in everything, your friends, your children. It's always there's ups and downs. And the trick is to tell yourself, even though you're down, it's not the end of the world, Shem is there with me, things are gonna, this will pass too. You want to ask something before? Any questions before I go on? Yeah, what it means is a person, you know, let me explain this. When a person does, uh, wants something very badly, it's going to happen. It didn't happen because you didn't want it badly enough. Whenever a person, you know, make it simple. You know, I always tell people, you know, I tell my children this often. I say, if you didn't do your homework, not because you didn't have time. You didn't want to do it. If you wanted to do it, it would have been done. I met, I, I say over the story, I met a the doctor who, uh, unfortunately, my son was getting chemotherapy. He's doing well today, Baruch Hashem. And I remember meeting a doctor. He is from Brazil, and he tells me he grew up 
in incredible poverty. I didn't realize that some Jews in Brazil live in incredible poor. He decided that he's going to become a doctor. He didn't want to tell me how he snuck into the country. He didn't want to tell me. I asked him, how'd you get it? He didn't tell me. But he told me what he did to go through college. He slept in the shul at night until the people realized and let him sleep in the office. He would clean the shul to earn a few dollars. And that's how he went to get himself through school. And a few odds ends jobs. He lived in poverty of poverty. But he was so, this thing that he's gotta, you know, make it and he, the, the, the fear that he had from the old country where, you know, where he lived, the, the poverty, it just drove him with such a drive. And he was one of the big doctors in the hospital there. You know, if you really want something, it's gonna get done. When I don't do something, I always tell myself, I don't want it enough. That's what it is. But Amnachman is saying, the more person does tshuva, you bring into yourself a desire for Kedusha, a desire to grow. Because that come, the, the, the tshuva comes to the crown, and the crown is before Chachmah. In Kabbalah means, your wisdom works only after you're curious. If I am curious about something, my wisdom is going to work. And if I'm not curious, something I'm not. It, 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 there's a will, and there's incredible will, then you're going to figure out how to do it. Yes, rotsa means to want, to desire. The word rotsa means running. When a person really wants something, he's going to run and do it. Rotsoin comes from the word rots, running. When a person wants something very deeply, he's going to run and do it. Any other questions? See, there's another important aspect about tshuva, which I want to add to the end of this lesson. The, another aspect is it extremely important to be happy. Believe it or not. Happy people, you notice in, in, in relationships, happy people have a much easier time to say I'm sorry. When you feel good, you're happy, you can say I'm sorry. When you're very down and you're bitter and depressed, I'm not saying I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Uh, when your person is much happier, much happy, it's much, there, there's nothing as important as to work as to be happy. See, being depressed, negative, comes by itself. I, I, I recently, in one of the classes, I told the men, none of us fantasize how Mincha Marv is going to be tonight. I wish I'm trying to figure how good Marv is going to be, or how good my praise is going to be. We fantasize on, on not such nice thoughts, sexual thoughts. That's where fantasy comes. By itself, it's not that you sit down. The, the, the negative things, being depressed, angry, that goes like this. You know, we don't, when we get angry, we have no patience and we. One of the reasons I tell people why we don't go to Hallmark to get a, a car to express our anger, we, get, we are very mocked to do it immediately. When I have to say thank you, I'm gonna go to the store, I'm gonna wait and get a car. We get angry, it's gotta go shooting from the lips. And it's gotta be, see, anger, depression comes by itself. Happiness, you're only happy as much as you decide to be happy. And the more you, 
it's incredibly important to be happy. Because the more happier you are, the much, much better you relate to people, you relate to others, and more so to Hashem. And you got to fake it till you make it. You know, many people say, but well, I'm not happy. Fake. Fake that you're happy. Because when you fake it, you'll get there. You will get there. I find for myself for years, when I'm under stress, I put up a huge smile. It helps enormously. And I tell people, I tell myself, if being depressed helps, be depressed, be angry, scream, criticize, it doesn't help. We all agree, we tried it out already, that didn't help. Happiness does help in every situation. So in order to do tshuva, really does take a happy heart, it has a much easier time to do tshuva because you feel good about it. And much easier to do tshuva. Walking around depressed, that's why it's anil doidi vidoidi li. I'm to my love, my love is to me because it's so powerful when it went to tshuva. Tshuva should come from the depths of the love. Yes. Well, I, I will tell you a story. I, I, would, I, I will tell you a story. I think I said it over last week, but I'll say it again. I have no idea who the people are. A lady calls me up and tells me, my, uh, a French lady, because she had a very French accent, tells me her husband is going to Umam and, and leaving me alone with two children. I should speak to her husband. You know, Breslau Vaksin got Umam for How could he do this to me? And, uh, and she's, I said to this lady, what's your name? She tells me her name. Let me, let me say differently to you. I say to her, imagine your husband would have said to you like this, I wish I could take you to Oman. You should sit right next to me and feel the experience that I'm going to experience. I wish I could have you there. And I'm so sad that I'm going to have to, uh, uh, you know, you can't be there, and you're not going to experience. But even more sad, I know you're going to be all alone with the two children, and it's not going to be, it's going to very be discomfort. And I elaborated, and she's very quiet. Says, no. Says, if you would have said it to me, I, I probably would have let him go. But when she called me up, I don't even know her. I'm not her rabbi, but she was just full of her. 99% of the time, Couples argue it is because they're being disrespected. It's the way you said it, the way you, we felt, uh, um, you know, negated. Okay, have a good week. Have a happy week.